This is a Foobar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Tuesday Takeover with One True Pairing on Foobar Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, everybody. One True Pairing Takeover on Foobar Radio. It's my absolute pleasure to be here with you all. Hope you're listening. Hope you're sitting somewhere very comfortably. Let's have some Peggy. <laughs> Ace. Ace. Really good to be here. One repairing takeover. I've got my uh, my good friend and stage mate Josh Taylor Moon in the place. Oh yeah. He's doing he's doing okay. You well? I'm all right. I've got a pint of water. He's got so, a pint of water. Yeah. I've got um I've got a black coffee. It's it's instant coffee, but you know this is internet radio. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm going to about to give Josh uh, PTSD by playing one of my songs. Do you want to hear one of my songs? I'd love to once more. Yeah, <laughs> is, is this the last time, though? <laughs> Hell no. It's one true pairing. One true pairing. Hi, uh, hi, guys. It's one true pairing takeover on Fubar Radio. This is Tom, also known as... Sorry, Thomas Fleming, also known as one true pairing. I got my, uh, my good friend... And um, bandmate, Josh Taylor Moon here, do we call it that? I think we can call it that. I think we can call it that. Yeah. He's just been on um, a very exhaustive tour with me. He's um, the real talent in it, playing everything, synthesizer. <laughs> um, well, I'm triggering sa- everything, not necessarily playing. <laughs> we are triggering everything, eh? Eh, hey, all right? Hey. I'm all right? That's good. <laughs> that good. Um, we've got some guests coming on. We've got, um, pretty soon we're going to have the wonderful Richard Dawson on the phone. We're going to have Ellie Moore from Help Musicians. We can have the wonderful folk singer Sam Lee. We can have the amazing novelist Cash Carraway. We can have Matt from Algiers, the wonderful rock band. It's going to be a hell of a show. Please do stay with us. Um, I'm going to play you a song by friends of mine. This is a track by Donor Lens. It's called Dimensions, The Size of My Love. Hi, everybody. Um, I think I have my first guest on the phone. Please welcome the wonderful Richard Dawson. Are you there, Richard? Hello. Um, amazing. Thank you for coming on. You did no it. Pops, yeah, we did, we, we did it. I made it work. I made it happen. Um, yeah, um, pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I'm yeah, a huge fan of yours, as I hope many of the listeners are. They bloody well should be. Um, just have a, a congratulations on the record. Cheers. Thank you very much. I should just say, I've got a, I've got a uh, black cat on my shoulder called Trouble, and she's sort of purring <laughs> into the phone, and she's doing her best to rub, rub her scent glands on it. So that, that's... Um, that's yeah, perfect. I um I kind of wish I had you in the studio with your cat, to be honest. So that would have been that would have, that would have been live and things. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's pretty full on. She she doesn't like to travel though. So uh, <laughs> you know. I think if a cat says something, you just got to you just got to do. Do you know what I mean? If, I think cats tend to be the boss. You do. You got to listen. You, did you uh, did you ever see that book, The Codex Serafinianus? I actually did not. Please tell us about it. It's, it's an incredible book of drawings and uh, this kind of um, script, which is in some unknown language or code, but the, the guy who made the book... Uh, are you sure? a, Sorry, carry on, please. He, he, he had a white cat on his shoulder throughout <laughs> the process of making it, and he, he writes uh, in the notes that he, he believes the book was written by the white cat. <laughs> uh, Amazing. I mean, are you sure this wasn't on Peasant? <laughs> maybe. Well, I was just thinking maybe maybe I can't guarantee you what I'll t- I'll say to you in the next few minutes will be my own words. It might be troubles. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's um that's perfect for us to be honest. 
Um, so I saw um, I saw your show at the Moth Club in Hackney recently, and um, I think I got to speak to you very briefly afterwards after several um, pints of warm ale. And um, I believe you, and your, your voice had been quite lost by that point, but um, I found the whole thing very very moving. As, as I find the new I find the new record very moving, and um, there were and I was not alone. There were, I was stood next to a group of men who clearly didn't know your music very well and were. Uh, losing it every time you sort of sang a new line especially from the new i think you know the i think the kind of um yeah the new record is obviously obviously um i don't want to put too many words in your mouth but obviously peasant was about a sort of like a time past and 2020 is more about times as of yesterday or tomorrow is that correct yeah you know uh not not just those things but certainly like the the kind of surface of the record has been um yeah, that's the show. The the Moth Club was was kind of interesting for mm. us because it was the first show with Andrew, uh, the new drummer. Um, that was his first and, show. That was yeah. Blimey. Uh, okay. The, uh, my former drummer Matt is the singer in Pigs, 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 Pigs. Pigs, Pigs ah, okay. I didn't know that. They're, yeah, they're going so well, and and it was just too too many things going on. So so we had to have a sort of change of personnel. So it was it was Andrew's first show and my first show with these new songs no pressure <laughs> uh, yeah it was a really like a white knuckle ride then uh, we couldn't really believe it was happening when it did and of course when we came out it was so hot in there it was really sweaty yeah i i, I turned up in full winter coat and trying to look cool in my cap and it just it was a real mistake it was a real sweat wow. fest yeah, I was like dripping onto my guitar before we'd even like. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't want to be too much of a nerd, but I kind of want to talk about you because I'm a guitar player too, and I kind of wanted to talk about your guitar playing. Um, firstly, it's really good and it's really unusual, and it's like I can detect a kind of folk thing. But correct me if I'm wrong. There's also a kind of metal thing going on, like a kind of like uh, some of the harmonies on the record. There's a lot of kind of Sabbath, Maiden, System of a Downy sort of stuff. And tell me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I mean it's all it's all in there. Everything you hear goes in and and gets regurgitated, and then you've got to <laughs> shat it out somehow. Yeah, it um, just, just falls out of you, right? I, yeah, I think with the the more metal side of things, I, you know, I, I really love this band Circle from Finland. And oh yeah, the, the the metal is a big big element of what they do, mm-hmm. and it sort of it's it's helped me to sort of re-embrace that side, just to be like unashamed you know there's nothing to be ashamed of in music and, and just and it, as well it, it kind of suited these songs to have more of those elements like a you know like a almost like a dad rock kind of vibe. <laughs> i was thinking about journeys with my dad and his cassette uh his uh, suitcase of cassettes oh wonderful rotated, yeah yeah like a, taped off the radio um so yeah i wanted to make like a like a pretty much a dad rock album um, funnily enough, that's what I wanted to do. I, I opened the I opened the uh, show with uh, "Animal" by Def Leppard, and I kind of want to continue in that vein today. Um, Very good. Yeah, I'm glad you think so. People look at me like a mental when I say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the record's amazing. Maybe we should um, play some if that's all right with you. Sure. Amazing. This is um, "Civil Servant" by Richard Dawson. The fabulous Richard Dawson with the fabulous "Civil Servant" from his new album, 2020. Um, I believe Richard Doss is still on the phone to us. Yeah, it's the right racket. Here he is, here he is. It's, um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, needless to say, Richard, I absolutely love the record. I think it's an amazing piece of work. Um, 
So what was it sounded the pro- a bit like uh, Rage Against the Machine? Well, we, we were kind of we were kind of doing a kind of uh, system of downish sort of sing along in here. It's um, <laughs> it's um, it feels appropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, I, w- I want to ask you, um, like, what was the process of making the record? Like, was how how live is it? Where do you record it, etc.? Uh, maybe the first sort of you know the music kind of comes through in fits and starts of, of its own accord and um, so I tend to get all the music the last couple of records I've worked this way get the kind of all the, the music kind of written mm-hmm. uh, and then I then I'll take once I've got the album or what I think is most of the album uh, I'll write the words sort of in, in one period I see so I, I, then I can approach it as writing lyrics for an album as opposed Yeah, just cause. Um, yeah, they, well, uh, they do feel it does feel very uh, co- certainly lyrically, obviously, very cohesive. It feels like there is a kind of like overarching kind of like obviously there's a context to it all, but there's like an emotional content as well, which kind of uh, which I found crept up on me by stealth. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's all this kind of like yeah. imagery of the modern world, and it kind of like you kind of sort of st- you sort of like slip a blade in at the last minute, and it's it's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, you know, you just follow where it, it leads, but but certainly I, I'm more interested in writing like uh, whole pieces rather than individual songs, or sure. at least that that was what was appropriate for this material. It might be that, you know, I, I really like the idea of writing it, maybe just uh, throwing together an album of songs is, is very appealing because it's a bit more of, of an easier task, I guess. Yes, well, especially if you've done this for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I think the last few have been pretty intense. But uh, you know, it's, it's a good process too, and, and having that kind of framework helps. And and also certain things that you couldn't get away with if it was just song by song. Of course, um, of course, yeah. You know, these 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 songs kind of help each other out. I think certain little links, certain mirrored melodies here and there, certain shared words, just you know, moments in one song can help make sense of moments in a, in another. Because there's some pretty like quite. I find like quite awkward moment. I wanted it to be quite an awkward experience. <laughs> sure, um, and quite quite uncomfortable. Like it's not comfortable in its own skin. I am. Um, yeah, uh, I I, understand, I totally hear you. And I think um, there is well from. I mean, I don't know what listeners think. I think it's a, I think it's an incredible record. And I think it's worth anybody's time. And I think I, there's very few records released or anything like it this year. And I think it's really wonderful. So um, thank you for coming on the show, Richard. Um, a real pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. But let me before before we go, just uh, there's a record just out, an album by Hannah Diamond. Hannah I'd Diamond. Like yeah, she's like the P- uh, PC music star. Wicked. Okay. And, and the most amazing pop music. This is this is the uh, the record of, of 2019. <laughs> Hannah uh, Diamond. We'll try we'll try and find yeah. some. We'll try and find some for the show. Thank you. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> Wicked. Thank you very much, Richard. You have a uh, good evening. Yeah, nice talking to you. My pleasure. Take care. Cheers, mate. Thank you, it's self-esteem. Hi everyone, and we're back. The One True Pairing Takeover on FUBAR Radio. That was the very wonderful self-esteem, which um, I'm a huge fan of, and I think um, my dear friend Josh in the studio is as well. Indeed. So, um, 
Ellie Moore from Help Musicians UK has very graciously agreed to come into the studio. Hello, Ellie. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Good, yeah. Um, obviously, coming onto live radio can be quite hectic, so thank you for um, gamely dealing with it all. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, Ellie is from um, Help Musicians, which is something I believe in quite strongly. Um, they're helping to kind of help promote and look after mental health in the music industry, uh, in and around the music mm -hmm. industry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can talk about it, but maybe you should be the one to do so. Sure, uh, yeah. So uh, Help Musicians is a independent music charity. We've been going for about 100 years. So wow. Is that it's right? It's our birthday in 2021. We'll be 100 years old. Goodness we were me. set up around the time of kind of Elgar and all those guys. So, you know. Forgive me, I just, I, I, just to pause you there, I had absolutely no idea. I was under the impression this was like a social media-led recent <laughs> thing. That's no. incredible. I mean, the, the kind of the new, um, I guess, um, campaigning about um, mental health in the music industry and our Music Minds Matter service is, is quite new, but mm -hmm. the charity of itself is quite old. Uh, we kind of do uh, two things, but they interlink quite well. Mm -hmm. So we have our health and welfare Support, which ranges from really individual casework, so um, people that apply to us in, in times of crisis or with particular health needs. Mm. Um, we have a um, the Music Minds Matter support service, which is a 24-hour helpline for people working in music. We have a hearing health scheme, which is a kind of preventative intervention to help oh, really? musicians okay. with their hearing. So that offers uh, kind of hearing protection and audiological assessment. So a range of stuff there, and we also have a uh, what we call the Creative Program, which uh -huh. is for career development funding, essentially, and that's anything from um, people that want to undertake a course that might, at any age, any genre. By the way, this is all um, all our work is any age, any genre, sure, just professional sure. musicians or emerging professionals. Wonderful. Yeah, and yeah, so supporting people to undertake courses that could be in Ableton that could be in Baroque Bowing you know <laughs> it's all all of that and uh, to making albums and um, we have lots of different funds from do it differently fund to transmission fund but yeah so we we're kind of there to support musicians throughout their careers um, in terms of career development and mm -hmm. health and welfare and we see those as quite a interlinked Oh, I'd agree with you. I think it's great that you have a holistic approach because so often any kind of care or is not linked up at all. It's sort mm -hmm. of like very granular and very it can be and can be quite difficult to get hold of. I mean, when so my background, I mean, I was in a band for sort of ten years. I'm doing a solo record now, but it was when I started. It was even amongst kind of like fey indie bands. It was a very macho culture, and it was very much um, a kind of like a certain amount of say substance abuse or. Uh, Romantic, let's say, quote unquote, romantic mental health around sort of depression or sadness or any of that stuff was just kind of expected, and there was there wasn't anything like the visibility that you have now. And um, I think that like having me backstage at festivals recently, there are always sort of like mental health support. There's always people to talk to around addiction. There's always sort of it's in the conversation. Yeah, I'm you glad know. that you've had that experience as well. I'm glad that it is visible. Well, it is, and yeah. I, I think well, I think also the conversation around mental health has really improved. But also, I mean. Also, sort of additional factors, you know, um, chronic illness, um, the ideas of like <laughs> failure and success, you know, all and the ideas of like kind of like image, self-image problems, mm -hmm. and those kind of things. I think they're all kind of interlinked. And the music industry, forgive me, I'm going to say this live on radio. It does prey on weak people. It does feed vulnerable people into the mincer if you're not careful. And I think um, for help musicians to kind of be around, even like mm -hmm. just to that musicians know it exists, is a really positive thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we've um, because we've been going for so long, and because we do do a lot, we work directly with musicians, mm -hmm. so we see their applications, we talk to them, we do a lot of of research-led kind of evidence-based mm -hmm. programming. Um, we kind of get those experiences, and they tell us that, and we try and, and kind of do new things to help them. And, and we often work in partnership, or we do work in partnership a lot more with with other people in the music, uh, other parts of the music industry. So, for instance, the like with our Music Minds Matter service, yeah. the PRS, uh, performing rights societies, benevolent funds involved in that. So, there's a lot more, like you said, there's a lot more conversation about it, and a lot more partners coming together to try and solve some of the mm, yeah we some of the problems or oh, not solve we can't solve the problems some of them but you manage the ongoing issues mm -hmm. and and also the i mean me and josh speak about this a lot like the kind of because we talk together a lot and there's a lot of like um yeah it raises a lot of issues you know the, like the kind of uh, success and failure and the kind of ups yeah. and downs and stuff and the fact that you're always around booze and temptations and but yeah it's just it's just accepted you know on any ride you just go backstage and you might have said I want a beer. It's like, all oh, right, well, we gave you a beer each, and then we've just given you a bottle of wine, a bottle of whiskey as well. So mm. you know, fill your boots. Oh, and you, you, we've got a, you've got a sandwich to share. You know, it's that yeah. kind of yeah. thing. It's yeah. just like they presume that because you're a musician, you're gonna want to get absolutely trashed, or yeah. you want that option. And also, like your name's on the poster, only has not really sold enough tickets, so you're losing money, and yet you're still kind of like, oh, you've been up sort of like 18 hours and like all this stuff, and then yeah, yeah. then you go home and kind of mull over it, and like if you if you look, talk to people about it, yeah, it can. Very Isolating. quickly, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is it. I, th I think um, that something I think I've learned is not, you never really get a sense of what people think of you. So you're always kind of, like a real sense. It's well, always you, a kind yeah, of well, skewed one. You, you can't really. That's the problem. You can't ever know what people think of you. No. So it's a difficult thing to to stew over and then be on your own and yeah. Which is what, why the music minds matters has been quite good because that has been somewhere that people can kind of call. Um, and we we do quite a lot a lot of research with different groups of people and mm. we do see people feeling isolated mm. and that can be it could be on tour but it can also be if you're working in the studio for a long time mm. yeah, on a sure. project and you made an album mm. and you've worked on it for a really long time and then you that that period stops and you're waiting yep. for <laughs> someone to put it out or, yeah, yeah, or you yeah. And then there's this kind of like periods of transition, which can be kind of purgatory, can be difficult. Yeah. And mm. I think sometimes even just sharing that experience with people that understand sure. and aren't going to go, well, you're a musician, so you should be having fun. And yeah, oh, and you, you yeah. do what you love for a living. Oh, so it's not goodness, even work, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's an, I mean, that's a very difficult conversation to have because it should be fun. It should be it should be joyous. You know, you should be about sharing music, but mm. it's not always, you know, I think it, I, I think I chimed with what you were just saying there. I mean, I can mark my calendar by which psychological pressure I'm going to have. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And um, and frankly, if you're a reasonably coddled 18, 19-year-old with a delicate disposition, it's a huge challenge, and you're just it's you're just thrown into it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I guess the with you guys sharing, doing stuff like this, and mm. sharing those kind of like they're like realistic stories or people yeah. talking about yeah. their experiences a bit mm. more that I think that's been a really um, good development we've been doing kind of a, a sorry to <laughs> fucking plugging up no pl hey please plug do, away you're, you're, you're here to plug please yeah. please feel free to plug yeah we, we recently did some we've been doing some kind of podcasts and, and things and trying to get trying to talk about uh, get musicians 
musicians themselves to talk about health experiences they've been yeah. they've been going on with. It's called the Elevate Podcast, and you can find it. That's the Elevate Podcast. And I'll try and find the actual information, and then I'll tell you again at the end. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got it's lots fine. of bits of paper. Yeah, you know, there's lots of there's lots of stuff kicking around the studio, and I must stress, as you probably realise, I am not a professional radio presenter, um, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, yes, it's yeah. Um, it's a new psychological pressure for you. <laughs> <laughs> Live on radio, just test yourself. Just, 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 just throw myself in. But yeah, um, but yeah. Um, so, Ellie Moore, thank you very, very much for coming in. No I, I really believe in the work you're doing, and I think um, it's about time. Some, well, I mean, you guys have been doing it for a hundred years, but it's about time I knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Absolute pleasure having you. No um, let's, let's have some Joni. It's just so good. Tuesday Takeover with One True Pairing on Fubar Radio. You heard me. One True Pairing Takeover on Fubar Radio. It's Tom Fleming here, who is also One True Pairing. we got Josh Taylor Moon in here as well. Who is also... He's also, he's also well, bandmate, bandmate? I think it's a bandmate thing. Bandmate, top lad, yeah, you know, yeah. general all-round talent. Just, just, just lad, yeah. Make, just, make stuff more. happen, make yeah. stuff happen. Um, so uh, the producer wants to talk about the tour, so I guess we should talk about our own tour. Yeah, um, which tour? Which t- there's been many. We, there has been many. We just, did a, we just did a headline tour of the UK with a couple of festivals in Europe thrown in, uh, tour to support to local natives, did summer festivals. So it's, it's all quite, uh, what? Reasonably early thing at the moment, you know what I mean? It's fairly low-key. Obviously, I put out my first debut record. It's not really my debut record. I've made, like, seven or eight studio albums. But <laughs> you <laughs> can first, still call it a debut. First one is One True Parent, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's been going okay, hasn't it? I think it's been going good. We've yeah. been kind of uh, entertaining ourselves with the Mac lads in the car. And, like, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know the Mac, Mac lads, I'm not going to play it on the show, but you should go and check it out. <laughs> It's basically the most horrendous music going, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, but you need to know it's there. You need to know where the, uh, where, where the bottom is. Yeah, you need to, yeah exactly. So. Yeah, you need to know um, how far you can dive, really, don't yeah, you? Yeah, um, Before we go further, actually, I just remembered I should probably um, touch again on what um, Ellie Moore was saying about Help for Musicians. Um, there's obviously the Help Musicians UK website, and there's Music Minds Matter. And they also have a podcast called Elevate Music, which is all about the kind of, like, the holistic approach to kind of health and mental health and... I guess hope in music, like trying to give back, because it should be a joyous experience, right? Yeah, it's not always. So. It's well, not I mean, always. I, th- I think a lot of people presume that it is just that all the time. It's like, oh, you've got to enjoy it, though. You've got to enjoy it, and it's like you do enjoy it, and I think you tend to enjoy it uh, a lot of the time in retrospect. Like you finish a show, the show went well, you meet people afterwards, mm. and it's great. Until that point, it's a blur of <laughs> being in a being in a van or being in a yeah. car, trying to shove some food down your throat. Yeah. Sound checking and like, and it's all it is all good fun, and it's better than a lot of people's lot, you know. It's, but oh, it's, true, yeah, true. But this, this is it. We're all we're all very kind of like reticent to complain about it. Mm. But there, are, you know, there are as with everything, there are downsides and there mm. are pressures, and um, and bad things happen to people. So it's quite it's yeah, quite yeah. nice that it's being talked about. I think, yeah, I think it's good that you, you put a support structure in there for people who just want to be like, hang on a minute. Because as as has been discussed, it's like the sort of thing you don't want to necessarily feel like you're all right to complain to someone who doesn't do what you do. Because quite, yeah, you, quite. you will often have those those reactions that were just like, well, you know, I I do this for a living, and and that's also pretty shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so at least you get to see, you know. Uh, Glasgow on a rainy Tuesday. Yeah, you get yeah. to you get to see some airports, some hotels, and <laughs> some vans. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, am, I am kidding. It is there is it is a nice aspect. I didn't get on a plane till I was nineteen, and now you know, occasionally yeah. we'll just go to Japan just cause. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all right. It's all right. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the show's been all right. The show's been all right. I think people are starting to get hold of what I'm doing <coughs> and like what it's all about, the kind of seriousness versus the absurdity of yeah. once repairing the whole thing. I think, it, yeah, I think getting out uh, the, the record has, you know, I mean, you played it to me. I think I was one of the first people to hear it I straight think you were, yeah. after I think the you mastering were. engineer. Uh, after it went off for remastering because I wanted it to sound like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just like... Yeah, you came around to my house and then we drank three bottles of wine. Was I mean, it three? It was quite a few. It was, it was some. It was some yeah. Hence help from musicians. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was a case of you were like, I'm just going to play one song. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then you were like, I'm going to play one more. And then we basically heard the whole album, but not in the right order. No, so. I just, no, it's just um, me kind of like panicking <laughs> and like, please don't hate it. Please don't yeah. hate it. I mean, I, I was hating it, but you know. Yeah. But no, I think it's uh, it's gone down well with people and uh, getting it out there and standing in front of people and shouting at them seems to be going pretty well. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. Kind of like implicating the middle classes of Britain. It's quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, should we play some music? Let's do it. Well, would you like me to play some replacements? Yes, please. This is the ledge. Absolute ledge. We're back, everyone. That was... Uh, Pasakalia, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it correctly from the new liturgy record that Hunter Hendricks just dropped out of absolutely nowhere. I think it's great. Please do check it out. Even if transcendental black metal isn't your thing, and let's face it, it might not be. Um, we've got Sam Lee in the studio, the very wonderful singer Sam Lee. Hey. Thank you for being here with us. Me. How are you doing? Oh, I'm really well. Okay, there's a nice echo here. It's like we're in a church. Or it is a bit, isn't it? It's um, <laughs> we, uh, a, really, a really small church. Let's, as it's radio, let's pretend we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, congratulations on the new song, the new single, as it were. Thank you. It's it's wonderful. Oh, I am right. I am very. I mean, would you call yourself a folk singer? Is that fair? It's, is that it's the it's the default term? Well, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're certainly. Um, Involved, like I think people like to call you that anyway, and, it th- and it's, you're definitely involved in the folk tradition, as it were. I mean, this is a traditional song, right? It, it is. They're actually all the lyrics I've rewritten, right? Um, so yeah, let's just settle on that one. Even though I have no idea what that word means, <laughs> I, I get less interested in what it means. The I'm sure I get. I mean, where I'm from, it just means person. Yeah, <laughs> uh, personal people. So exactly. as long as there's some humanity, in yeah, it, yeah. It it's certainly a, um, a very protected term, isn't it? It's a very. It can be a bit rarefied, folk. It can be. There's people have varying ideas of what it is or should be. Yeah, I yes, I I think it's one. Of, it means many different things to many different people, mm. and um, yeah, and actually to the point where it doesn't really much mean much at all anymore. Sure, I, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, it's sort of yeah. I remember. Th- I mean, this is a lame thing to say, but the year of the Mercury's when when I was there, mm-hmm. every artist in their biog had the word folk in it. Mm. <laughs> Literally everyone. I, oh my goodness. It was, That's, it's, oh it's wow. probably it was, pop now. It's, pro- yeah. it's, probably, it's probably mental health now. There's, pro- there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a hot tagline that comes along every year. And so it was, it was, yeah. And like, some of it is justified and some of it is not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's really wonderful. Perhaps we should, perhaps we should hear it. Yeah. This is Sam Lee with the Garden of England, Seeds of Love. Sam Lee, everybody, is here in the studio with us with Gardens of England, Seeds of Love. It's an incredible track. Thank you for coming in. Pleasure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've spoken a lot about the music and about um, folk music and what it means to either of us, but um, I wanted to ask you about your activism mm. and about, um, I guess, your relationship of music to that for you and, I guess, how you feel about your role in it, if, yeah. I'm, if I may. I know it's a large question oh. to answer in this kind of context, but... Um, well, it's a it, uh, thank you because it's the it's the question that I'm always asking as mm-hmm. well. Of mm-hmm. How does how does me being a musician singing songs connect in with actually what I feel my 
and my maybe greater purpose is, is about uh, uh, the drawing attention to both the beauty of the natural world mm. and uh, and also the crisis that we're involved uh, in right now, mm. the ecological crisis and climate emergency. Um, and that actually what, what if art and being a musician and being a performer and having a platform gives me one privilege, it's probably to, to, uh, to declare my love and, you know, let people know about what, what's going on in the world right now, which is not, not good. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's, it's really nice that um, you can frame it, in, frame it in love and frame it in a positive manner because a lot of it is... Um, for obvious reasons, you know, there's a lot of things to be angry about and a lot of things mm. to be upset about, um, especially in this country. And I think, and especially if you talk, want to talk about what's going on in the global south and all that stuff. But um, I think that you can frame it as like, um, you know, this co- this can be better rather than I don't like it now as it is. Like we can make this better, we can improve this. I think is a really good thing to, to think about. You know? Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that the the, the kind of the, the the work that's being done by my colleagues and contemporaries mm-hmm. in, in the music world and the art world and the, cult, the whole cultural sector is one of the most exciting uh, things in terms of unity of, and collaboration mm. and community coming together to express that shared belief and love and, and, mm. and provide a kind of a, a vision of hope, not just about the world, you know, the, the stopping extinction and, you know, but actually about how we can exist happier as human beings mm, connected mm. to one another as well as the, 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 the natural world if that's what you're interested in not, I'm not suggesting everyone needs to go and like kind of immerse themselves in nature <laughs> that's not some people's thing occasionally I like you know central heating and a hot bath <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I encourage people to take advantage of it but you know what I mean it's a, it's yeah a of course of, no of course I think it's important to like um, have achievable aims do you know what I mean and also, yeah. and also to be able to speak about them in a kind of like a uh, in an accessible way as well because I think that that can be or at least in the in the past anyway there can be a sense of like it's very easy to paint people as extremists when actually what they want is fairly common sense and fairly scientifically sound but it's it's such a a good point actually and when you look at that extremism and you see that in actually the extreme is that all those gestures of hippiness and you know close to the earthness Mm. actually when you take that away you realise we're yeah, yeah, well, you, you can, you can, you can, can say, say that. that. You can words. say that. I'm yeah, sorry, you can say you. that. You're not. This is not BBC, right? It's not. No, B- no, no it's good. They, 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 <laughs> they would not <laughs> let me on the BBC. Right, believe well, you fuck. me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They would lay on the BBC. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. it's um, I, I do think it's kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, however you go about it, or whatever you kind of like think about method or whatever, like the science is pretty irrefutable. I did a, I did a podcast recently with. Um, climate scientists they were they worked on sea ice and it was and bear in mind yeah, s- yeah. scientists are very they're not given to hyperbole they tend to be quite measured in their language right. they were like yeah there is a point whereby the sea ice kind of gets to the point where it's ref- you know it's no longer able to reflect or it's just and it shrinks and then all this other stuff happens like sea currents Feedback. and it's like yeah. Ah, yeah. you know and it, and it becomes obviously it's quite a difficult thing to hear but i think um that it's well i think that there is a link between your work as a as a i'm not gonna say folk singer but as a musician as someone who is interested in kind of like uh that end of music and the kind of like environmental concerns like there is a kind of distinct joining there do you yeah. know what i mean there is there is a, that feels consistent to me you know well, I, I i i very simple ambitions really in what i do and and that is that um that we need societal change mm-hmm. you know on all levels but ultimately the climate emergency is the single biggest social issue of 
our lifetimes mm -hmm. and it will be one of our future generations. And that for us to make the changes, to bring the changes in that we have to do right now, uh, the only w way we can change people's minds is by affecting their hearts. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I'm a firm believer that music, as you as musicians will know, is the, is the highest art form. It's the, it's the art form that all other... <laughs> Too right. <laughs> it's the all other art forms aspire to the, the state of music and mm. that ability to turn people inside out and change their hearts. And mm. once we've changed people's hearts, people are actually going to start to rethink. So it's us as musicians who are, you know, cultural leaders in that respect, mm. who are actually going to bring about the sort of changes we need. And, you know, you're looking at the artists right now who are standing up for, you know, a, a, a rethinking of the, of the, towards the election. And you're like, actually, we've got, we've got to vote with our hearts mm. right now mm -hmm. uh, and not out of a, a, a selfishness. And, you know, voting is one of the most powerful things you can do. And, we obviously we encourage all the listeners to go and vote. Too damn right, yeah. go and vote. Go and vote. I mean, I can tell you how to vote, but don't listen to me. Just go, <laughs> go, go but definitely go and vote. Yeah. Whoever you're going to vote, go and vote. I'd like to tell people how not to vote but, as well, but yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going I'm, to... Well, hey. Yeah. Guess, guess which way I'm voting. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah um, speaking of voting, um, I signed Music Declares. Um, I think my label, Man. Domino, signed Music Declares. I think... Um, Musicians should go and do that, and um, yeah. because obviously you're in a difficult position as a, as a musician because you were constantly travelling, you're always kind of like you're always living a little bit sort of um, you know on the move. You're not particularly settled, so there is. D don't think you're a hypocrite. There's you know it's a long game in some senses, um, but yeah, please go and do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm so, and just to say, music declares is a is an organisation that's about the music industry. Yes, uh, can uh, it uh, collectively working together to, uh, to reach carbon zero by 2030 mm -hmm. and a set of other um, conditions about being uh, truthful about climate change and uh, climate emergency, not climate change, uh, mm -hmm. no capture there, and, um, <laughs> uh, and, and a whole load of other things. But it's also about how we can support each other mm -hmm. in, um, mm -hmm. in uh, united we can find more economical ways of behaving and practicing more environmentally mm -hmm. sustainable ways. Yeah. But also, the world needs music. It needs mm. to be there. Without it, there's no world worth living in, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And I, I don't think really musicians are going to suddenly just become, like, just, you know, video casting yeah. gigs. I mean, that's obviously possible, and I think that's great. And uh, But I think there's still going to be a want uh, for people to be face-to-face -face with their favourite artists. Yeah. Or, you know, mm. And I think that still has the power... Uh, to be in a room with with an artist that you love and and for them to to, to sing and you feel like it's only for you, yeah. Um, and and I think that that has a great power. Now that's not going to that's not going to uh, stop. But I think that we do need to work out a way in which we can do that whilst not just getting on a bunch of planes. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. But the planes we get on, we have to be aware of what that impact is yeah, and how to exactly. offset that. Mm. Or, or, or it's just information, isn't it? Yeah. Really, and sharing, and you know ways in which you can do that and yeah not necessarily judging people yeah, yeah. we are not going to stop flying it, and no, not exactly. just we as musicians the world isn't going to mm -hmm. stop flying mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we need to start investing in more sustainable solutions and ways of counteracting that indeed at the moment the th things we need to do are protect what we have forests particularly restore the environment that we have and then it you know it's about investment about where we fund what we fund where we put our money in 
you know, I think the great thing that musicians can do to kids can lead, can lead the way in terms of how we look at where we're putting our money, who, mm. we're, mm. who we're endorsing, who we're investing, right, yeah. invested in, mm. um, all those sorts of things. Like, you know, who are our providers, who are energy from, from your home, but also in terms of your merchandise, everything, every who level. Are, who are the sponsors for the festival you're playing, all that kind of thing. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I've, I remember a situation in WOMAD in New Zealand with the band and uh, it was it's sponsored by uh, BP. It was BP. Oh, that's yeah. a green wash, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, they ran the town. Green rinse. Yeah, of yeah. course. And, uh, and it was a rule. We didn't know until we got there that suddenly we were being, you know, our whole gig was, and our being there was funded by BP. Wow. One of my musicians, God bless him, because I didn't have the confidence at the time, mm. stood up at the end of the final concert, the, the closing concert, yeah. took the microphone in front of the whole festival and did a very eloquent rant <laughs> against <Wow>. BP. <laughs> We've not been invited back since. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think uh, you'll take that one, right? <laughs> They'll forgive us in the end. <laughs> um, so, um, thank you for speaking so eloquently about that, but we should say you have a record coming out. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Old Wow in January. <laughs> that's a small matter no, no, of your but record. But it's all about that, so I feel the music says it probably better than I can ever sure. do it. As, as music is for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, old Wow out in January. UK tour in support of that. Please go and see him. I'm going to be at Earth. So, yeah. Um, Brilliant. Sam Lee, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me. This is Cupcake. Tuesday Takeover with One True Pairing on Fubar Radio. One True Pairing Takeover on Fubar Radio. That was um, the wonderful Irene Crawl. Before that, we had Cupcake absolutely ripping us a new one. And Cash Carraway is in the studio. Hello. Hello, how are w- you? Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank my you my absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming in. Um, we're here to discuss, well, amongst other things, your wonderful book, Skin to State, which I, um, I just bought with my own money and read, and yeah. it's wonderful. Congratulations on it. Thank you. You've actually read the whole thing? I've, I, um, I've actually, if I'm honest, about 80% of the way through, because it only arrived on Saturday. So oh, I've, been, I've, been, I've been nailing it, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't quite finished it. So I can't, give any, I can't give any concrete spoilers, which is good. Good, good. Um, but yeah, it's wonderful. It's um, seething and scathing and has a real cast of monsters in it. Yeah, it's quite angry. I was in a very dark place when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I wrote it within like three months. So wow, really? Wow. Yeah, November last year to February this year. Bloody hell. Um, in like a, a rage. Wow. Sure. Just, 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 just like the nights are drawing in, mm. I'm angry. Let's <laughs> yeah. write a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how I managed to do it, actually. I thought, I, I, mean, I nearly lost my mind a few times. That's, well, I mean, I think that, I mean, obviously, I mean, bloody hell, I've never written a book. But, like, I do know that, like, when you start to create something and, like, it sort of happens without you and then you get to the end. It's like forgetting where you're going when you're driving. It's like, oh. It, did I do that? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I like really procrastinate, so I got the deal. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, the idea of doing the work is actually horrendous. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So well, you mean, you mean I've got to do something and then people will judge me for that? Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's the worst thing, isn't yeah. it? It's, like, it's, 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 it's really exciting getting like a creative project and getting paid to do it, and then suddenly it's it's like... Shit. No, yeah, I've got to do I've, it. I've, 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 got, I've got, to do got to do it. I've got expectations yeah. and the deadline's approaching. Deadlines and also people are actually going to know what's going on inside yeah. my mind and judge yeah. me. Of course. Well, that's the thing with them. Um, I mean, obviously, when you make music, it's a little bit removed from that. But I mean, this, I mean, I'm really resisting the urge to ask, like, how much, like, quote unquote, real it is. But like, it certainly <laughs> feels like a very personal work. And there's a lot of, and there is a lot of rage in it, a lot of anger yeah. and a lot of quite, 
self-examinatory stuff and also a lot I mean a lot about this country and how it operates as well it's a real it's very kind of Kafkaesque in the kind of like the way Britain is today you know yeah, what I mean yeah thank you for saying that yeah I think it kind of follows the tradition of like Bukowski and Miller mm-hmm. um, kind of like going really internal it's political but it's yeah. a really, really internalised um, political book so it's about kind of how policy affects the individual mm. rather than yeah. how it affects society but in turn affecting society of course, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, destroying I, I, everyone because society is made up of individuals yeah. so yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think you do that brilliantly in um, in terms of how it. Uh, yeah, because there, there is a real personal voice to it, and a real kind of like showing how small someone feels when trapped up in this huge machine that mm-hmm. appears to want to kill them. Yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? It yeah. feels, it, for me, it feels like it's the story about telling a story that no one will let you tell. Yeah, and that's and I, I think you make reference to that that like I shouldn't be saying this. I don't feel I have the right to say this, which yeah. is which is very which is a very. Um, it's something I've sort of encountered a lot. It's a very kind of like working class position because I think if you come from a background that is kind of like educated by accident, mm. then you kind of just feel, oh, I'm just going to do this today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There is a sense in which like there's a naturalness to it. And I, I, I agree with that. And I think there's a, from the outside, there's a lot of suspicion around mm. working class people who create that kind of work mm-hmm. because um, we're kind of told that working class people are stupid. And yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't know our own voices. Yeah. We can't really speak for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when you do speak for yourself, you're ultimately kind of put under suspicion and people don't really believe that what you're saying is true. Like when you said how much is real, mm. it's like it's a completely real story. Of course, I use artistic license. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I'm an artist. But again, that's a thing that wor- that people don't like working class people to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. do you find that? With, with well, I, I think that I think that um, what I think with what I'm doing, I feel like I'm not doing the narrative. I'm like kind of like it's a, it's kind of a working class male thing, quote unquote. But it's not quite what people are expecting to hear, maybe. And I think right. like, I mean, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot more kind of like in the ether than your voices, for example. But I think there is a lot of. Uh, I mean, you really don't pull any punches. Like, is, is, um, there are bits. I mean, I just think it's very funny in places. I mean, like you straight away, you're like in the prologue, you're like nailing deliciously Ella, which like made me spit, <laughs> which made me spit my coffee all over the place. It's like, oh, thank God, somebody's paying attention to this <laughs> shit, you know. Um, but, but that and from the and then you have the kind of you know the. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really trying not to give spoilers, but like the guy, you know, the. Pervert. I mean, there's no narrative, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just a, 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 just a throwing of rage. It's but be able, which, which is, but it's, it's great because it does feel like um, it does. I, you do come away feeling a bit like, for want of a better phrase, like spittle flecked. There is a sense of like, oh my god, I wasn't quite ready to hear that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there is a rawness to it, which I wasn't. I was expecting more poise, more elevation. It's more just like, no, listen here. No, it's you know really I mean? unsophisticated, actually. It's, um, it, it's kind of like. Saying I don't want to be an intellectual. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think mm. that's a really important point as well because there's more than one way to th- write a book, right? You don't yeah. have to join yeah, the. Yeah. You, may, you talk about the kind of like lovely ladies of Maida Vale, and like you don't have to join <laughs> that set in order to do what they do or to have. I guess you can, and doing what they do does not equal having what they have, yeah. and maybe it never will. You know? Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's very much a book about being an outsider mm. and wanting to fit in, and then realizing that you're probably never going to be able to because mm. working uh, yeah. class people don't. Completely, generally. completely agree with that. It's, it's that thing. I think when uh, when I first got into music and, and wanted to be around musicians, especially when I moved down to London, I was like, I want to be down there because that's where all the people like me are. Yeah. And then you get down, then you're like, oh no. No, I don't fit in here either. So I guess I'm just going to be me on my own and yeah. do do the thing. Most so. of the bands that are kind of 
up and coming these days generally tend to have been to public schools. I yeah. think that's I think that's important to say. Yeah. yeah, and while great music can come from public school, you can make great things from any background. Yeah. You would expect there to be more a broader spectrum, considering how few people really go to private school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean all my favourite bands have always come from working class backgrounds. Manistree mm. Preachers, Suede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever loved a band who went to private school. They all sound like Coldplay, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is a lack of edge. I mean, I think yeah. I'm, I'm generalising, but it's a fair generalisation. I mean, if anyone wants to call in and fight me, that's fine. But I feel like th- there is something to that. You know, I think what I mean? when you're not fighting against something, and that's not to say that people who've been to public school can't be fighting against mm. something, because you can always be fighting against the mm, internal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when it comes to music, if you've had to, or, or, or writing a book or making art, if you're constantly having to fight, when you get there, it just becomes so much more beautiful. Mm. I, I agree. I, th- I think there's something to be gained in the fight. I mean, there's something. I guess something gets lost to you personally, but you kind of gain a perspective. I mean, I don't put words in your mouth, but like there is something to that, right? Yeah, well, I, yeah. I definitely lost a part of myself writing that book because mm. my life is really different now as well. Like when I was writing it, I was living in like abject poverty. I was isolated. I was living outside of London because mm. um, I'd been like cleansed from the city. Um, <laughs> yeah, quite. And you know, um, now. It, it feels weird talking about that time because mm. I'm in a different place now. But it's but but it's a but that place that I wrote about is still a place that lots of people are living in. Yeah. Sure, right sure. And um, as a, as I guess now a I don't want to say you're you're a successful writer now. I mean, but bear in, I think if you are from a kind of like regular background, like the cushioning isn't there. You're still you're only as good as your next thing rather than your last mm. thing. Yeah. you know what I mean. That's really scary, actually. I don't, Sorry. Oh God, yeah. I mean, in, in my work, yeah, I think um, I'm only ever a paycheck from the bin. You know, yeah. and it's and that's a shock. That is a shock. I think after like you would have thought, like, you know, I think my whole time as a musician was spent kind of like throwing money into the, into other people's skiing holidays. Do you know what oh. I mean? Like, like paying, paying, pri- no, paying private rents, like, um, yeah, yeah. you know, constantly being in debt, constantly yeah. kind of working off stuff. So, like, yeah, it's it's not the 90s anymore for musicians, I'm sure. No. If anyone, in case anyone was wondering, no, and, one's, and no one's driving any BMWs. And publishing as well. Abs- no, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's not, um, it's, you, having a best-selling novel doesn't equal fame, let alone having just a novel that sells some. No, no <laughs> you know also I mean? my novel's not, like, my novel, my memoir isn't um, a mem- Sorry, I, I call it a novel, of course <laughs> it's a memoir, yeah of course it is, um, it's a very personal story Isn't um, a bestseller No, unfortunately. It, it should be, well hopefully, hopefully this, this show can do something to address that It's, um, it's called Skin to State It's um, by Cash Carraway, sat in front of me it's, it's really good It's full of things you probably don't want to hear but should hear and, it's um, kind of sexy as well, isn't it? It's a sexy book. I think it's sexy. There's a lot. There's a lot of very kind of like, very sort of strident female sexuality in it. There's a lot of very strident anger, and there's a lot of humour as well. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's funny. I mean, it's it's a very bleak humour, but I think yeah. I do think it's funny. It had me spitting out my coffee on several occasions. <laughs> oh, good. Um, thank you. So, Cash Carraway, thank you very much for thank coming you for in the studio. Me. My absolute touch. pleasure. Um, so, we're going to play some Suicide for you. Tuesday Takeover with One True Pairing on FUBAR Radio. One True Pairing on FUBAR Radio, we're back. How are we doing, Josh? Uh, we're all right, yeah. Yeah, we're feeling yeah. good, feeling good. I'm, very, I'm feeling very rosy cheeks. Feeling it's very like, rosy cheeks. It's kind of like hot and cold in here. We've got a kind of... It uh, was that coffee, I think. That was absolutely... Is that co- that yeah, co- kerosene. <laughs> we're, all a bit, we're all a bit over-caffeined. Um... So, I think we're going to play... I think we're just waiting on Matt Tong from Algiers, I believe. We're going to, um, we're still waiting on Matt Tong from Algiers, so I'm going to play you some more music. Oh, he's sorry, Matt, forgive me. I, 
Such a professional. Matt Song? Hello. Hello, nice to have you. Thank you. Wonderful, thank you. Yeah, we're, um, thank you for speaking to us. Um, of course. Brilliant, brilliant to have you. Um, as you can tell, I'm not a professional radio presenter, so I wasn't 100% sure whether you're on the line or what button I was pressing, but it's great to have you in the studio now. It's all right. I'm, I'm barely a professional musician. Either. Oh, aren't we, aren't we, mate? Aren't we all? <laughs> aren't we all? Um, yeah, amazing to have you. Um, I love the new tracks. They're really, really great. Thank you. Um, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to have um, Algiers on the show because I think you guys are one of the more important bands operating right now. I think you're one of the more interesting. And the new stuff really has surpassed my expectations. I think it's really wonderful for what I've heard. Oh, that's great to hear. I mean, you know, we've been locked away working on it for so long. It's, it's good to finally get a bit of feedback. <laughs> God, so, yeah, of course, it must be quite early days for that kind of thing are you able to even like, if it was negative feedback you know like any opinion it would be gladly welcome just say point. something right just, yeah, tell <laughs> yeah. Us something. just say something <laughs> yeah but it's um yeah i i know exactly how you feel with that it's like because you kind of you make this stuff and then you put it out and it's just like is it happening yet is it happening yet is it happening yet? you know it's, it's very it's a very nervous time but um rest assured it is right, yeah. really interesting like really good um, I mean, I liked everything. I liked you like, from the. I remember getting into you guys on the the self titled and then it continuing from there. And like, obviously, the underside of power was really good. And yeah, this one promises great things, if I may. Um, can we talk about the album well, artwork? I know it's a radio, but the album artwork is insane. Yeah. Um, uh, well, that was uh, a collaboration between uh, Arcturus Lee and. Uh, a close friend of the band mm -hmm. uh, called Farbod, who runs uh, the, uh, an Atlanta-based label called Geographic North, and uh, he uh, he he is also a, a Farbod is a, a graphic designer mm -hmm. uh, by trade. So uh, I think this time around we had a lot more uh, time uh, between the actual completion of the record and uh, you know releasing it and sure. the subsequent promotional material so like I think Lee really wanted to kind of work on something that, that had a very distinctive identity uh, you know uh, visually it so has yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it was a lot of there was a lot of going back and forth and uh, you know as far as I can tell like lots of uh, uh, minute adjustments of like the the, the typeface and like uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and especially when you're working in a band like this kind of uh, it's not as easy to get a two way conversation going is there there's always a kind of like you know you have to agree on it first and then go back and all that kind of stuff right but particularly as we try and operate as a collective but it mm. but yeah that makes it that often makes it harder than someone just saying hey it's going to be this way so you can't argue with that yeah because I am the artist yeah <laughs> yeah um. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, I as I said, I think um, a lot's been made of your guys' kind of like genre mixing, and you guys have indeed have satirised it quite <laughs> effectively in the track I'm about to play. But um, yeah, it it is. I'm very interested in stuff that like doesn't do the narrative because I mean, you guys are very politically engaged. You're very kind of um, your music is very much about the world at large, but it doesn't feel right. like it feels like you're kind of. Um, you're skewering people who kind of feel like they're in charge of the narrative or that they are indeed the woke ones or anything like that. There's a sense in which like, you're kind of like disrupting things slightly and shaking people's trees. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think we're, you know, I'm not going to try and speak for everyone. No, of course, no, sorry. We're slightly, uh, I think at this stage in the game, I think we're all coming at it from slightly different points. But of course, sure. you know, we've always maintained that like everything... Uh, 
you know, everything you encounter or, like, you know, uh, do uh, uh, during your day-to-day life has some kind of political connotation, which mm. is, like, mm. you know, it's draining to think about that 100% of the time, but I think <laughs> we also haven't tried to shy away from it. So, yeah, it, you know, it, it does kind of come to the surface a lot in, in the music and, mm. you know, for, for interviews as well. But, you know, I think this time around, I, I think Frank was kind of, I think he kind of wanted to explore more, you know, he did most of the lyric writing sure. and I think he just really wanted to kind of dig more into the kind of personal, you know, how things were impacting him personally. I see, yeah. yeah. And and even they're not really talking about that too explicitly. I think he kind of wanted to kind of incorporate more of a kind of puzzle solving aspect to his lyricism this time around as that, well. That makes so sense, like, yeah, that makes sense. I think he, his approach isn't to really... I think he's, he's kind of stated to me at least that his approach isn't going to be to kind of address uh, too much of what he's written about in this record directly this time around through, you know, interviews and whatnot. I think he mm. wants to give the audience, you know, whoever listens to us, the opportunity to, uh, to decode, you know, some of what's going on really God. in the in the, in the songwriting. Because that shouldn't be an unusual idea, should it? That shouldn't be a quaint idea, but, like, that's what you had to do. No, of course not. No, 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 one, no, one, had, no one was shouting about their own lyrics on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was like, oh, here's the, here's the thing, like, try and think about what it means rather than have a snappy headline that, like, Coca-Cola can use. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's Right, a, but, you know, it's the music business and we're, you know, no one, you know, you can try and push up against it, but, you know, if you want to kind of make a living, you know, and, <laughs> and, 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 and try and, like, you know, perform in front of what's hopefully a growing fan base, you, you, you have to kind of give yourself to, uh, the you know, some of the demands of the, you know, the media that... that reports or you know talks about your band like you know music journalists are really up against it at this point it's like it's true, yeah, i don't know anyone who is trying to make a living from writing so i i personally don't begrudge anyone for kind of i, th- I think at this point just to kind of uh accuse someone of lazy journalism is sort of missing the point a bit because it's like sure, you know sure you only have X amount of time in the day to write about like so many different bands or artists. Uh, you know, and there, there are so many people like doing this at the moment. So, yeah, no, you know. no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I do go along with that. I, I'm, I'm the worst skewering journalist for that as well. But I, I do, I do agree that like people want quick headlines. People want things to f- be simple and compact and contained with it, c- contained in meaning. Do you know what I mean? And I think. One of the things I love about your band is it's it's a bit more than that. Do you know what I mean? It's um, right. It's it's wonderful. Um, I should mention that um, you have a new record coming out. There is no year, which of co- yeah. in January, which of course um, I'm going to play some of in a little while. But um, yeah, and you've got a tour that would kill a lesser band. Good lord! You're beginning in beginning in February, carrying on all the way through March, all the way through UK, Europe, North America. It's um it looks brutal. I mean, I'm sure it'd be fun, but good god. Yeah. Um, or am I, or am I weak? Yeah. I know you guys, I know, I know, like, um, you know, if you've kind of like spent time in America, that's a different level of touring to what um, I'm used to in the UK. <laughs> but it seems, it seems like a hell of a tour. It, yeah, I mean, we've been, we, yeah, we are pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we, you for being honest. Grinding, yeah, yeah. We've been grinding them out, uh, you know, over the last few years. And we're not getting any younger, that's, that's for sure. But, uh, sure, sure. You know, I, I have a theory I died about seven years ago. And <laughs> the five-hour five energy has just kept my body animated. <laughs> the, 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 the historical consumption of five-hour energy. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, oh, man. you get used to it after a while. Because, sure, sure. You know, right, as you know, like through touring, like you, you, you stop forgetting about your responsibilities at home. And yeah, you do. Yeah, and your your world becomes that much smaller, you know, and so you're not necessarily taken up with thinking about, you know, the day, oh, there's cockroaches in the fridge or like, you know, oh, I've got to do all the washing up. It's like, oh, I just have to get out of bed and maybe make sure I don't smell so bad so the van's not an unpleasant environment and then just get in the van and like close my eyes for another few hours and then get to the bed. Uh, yeah, no, like no. hopefully not, not put my back out carrying some guitar amps, you know, <laughs> up, up, right <laughs> Yeah, do, do the show and then that's my responsibility done. Then that's it. You've just got to look after yourself and make sure you physically... <laughs> physically capable of doing a show that people have paid to you know see you do yeah quite yeah <laughs> um well listen i'm into that um matt tong from algiers everybody i'm gonna play um play a track yours thank you very much for speaking to me i really appreciate it and i love you no band. worries i mean thanks for having me on the show my total pleasure um this is can the sub bass speak by algiers can the sub bass speak by algiers if you don't feel implicated by that you're not listening hard enough Wonderful track, wonderful band. I'm coming out in January. Check it out. Wonder Repair and Takeover. Indeed. Tom's here. Josh is here. Almost the end. I'd like to shout out Pete Flinton. He's I'd not, like he's to not shout here. Out. He's not here. He's not here, but he's um, he's in our hearts. Yeah, I'd like to shout out Peter Flinton. Peter Flinton is uh, is our tour manager and sound engineer, but he's a sound engineer first. But the way it is these days, you basically can't just be a sound engineer. You just got to do everything. Yeah, yeah you just got to drive. You got to like um, deal with advances and various other things. Deal with my my dangerous personality <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Pub in the back of the car yep. after the show absolutely sit me in the back give me a bottle of wine listen to my cares I, I mean I wish I had after tour this thing I, I would love to have Pete Flinton life manager just because <laughs> you forget how to live you know as we were talking about you forget how to live when you're on tour and you, you, you come off and you just need someone to be like yeah so what you do is you put one foot out of the bed first and then the other then you get up and then you just go about your day and uh, yeah and you don't need money to pay for things they're not just <laughs> provided to you yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you're going somewhere, you need to organise that for yourself. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you where to be between the hours of 4 p.m. and 11 p.m. Because you know? <laughs> you're probably going to be on your own at home on the couch. So yeah, I mean, not doing not doing anything of worth. Yeah, I can't tell you what to watch on a TV tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yeah, it's been fun. I mean, this has been a joy. This has been this has been fun being at Fubar Radio. Thank you very much for having me. I hope it hasn't been too much of a chore for your ears. It's certainly not been a chore for mine. Um, I'd like to thank all my guests. I'd like to thank Richard Dawson, Ellie Moore, Sam Lee, Cash Carraway, and Matt Tong. I mean, it's been a bloody pleasure. It has. It's been bloody lovely. It has been bloody lovely. It has been bloody lovely. Get, honestly, the amount of places two weird northerners can get. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just stick your foot it's in the door. It's not stopping us, stopping us. No, we're like, we're like the smooths. You know what I mean? We just, we just get in the cracks. It's because we're so friendly and people want to buy things from us. So <laughs> they trust us. Do you want, yeah, I mean, if anyone needs someone to sell their insurance or their soft drinks or perhaps their, um, their Christmas sale. Well, we you know. tried to sell a, a book, a record, and a tour today. So I think we've done... We're doing, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing our best. We're doing our best. I mean, I was actually in to, be, to do a vocal for a Christmas advert. I didn't get it, probably because I sound like I'm about to rip your head off at any point. <laughs> but um, I haven't exactly got the most romantic of voices. Um, it's like a kind of a very pissed off Leonard Cohen. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, for, for some reason, they don't want me advertising Christmas goods. Why I, is that, Josh? Why is know. that? Don't know. Uh, is it because I don't believe in the, in like the, the Christian sanctity of Christmas? I don't know. It could be. It could be that. <laughs> Did you explain uh, that you, your dad played uh, the pipe organ in the church? 
Uh, no, I, I didn't get a chance to before I was I was kicked out of the <laughs> advertising office. I should have done. I should have done. I mean, I I I um I don't mind Christmas. I don't mind Christmas. I'm just being. I'm just being. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it's uh, it's too easy just to be like, I hate Christmas because it's really commercial. Because actually, especially if um, not for me this year, but especially if you're away from where your birthplace, perhaps, or where yeah, you grew up. Yeah. You get to go back there at Christmas, and usually people are around, and it is a joyous occasion. It can be a joyous occasion, yeah. It's usually a messy occasion as well. <laughs> Definitely. No one in this room drinks alcohol, of course. No, of course not. No, just, um, just really strong coffee. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. I am... Um, I think um, I think our time is sadly drawing to a close, but um, it's been a one true pairing takeover on Fubar Radio. It's been an absolute pleasure to play for you all, to be here, to um, just be a conduit for my wonderful guests. And I'm now going to leave you with the wonderful Cocteau Twins. Please enjoy. Have a good evening. One true pairing. Tuesday takeover with one true pairing on Fubar Radio. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to FUBARradio.com.